Well, hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, brought to you by our friends at Get Go Cafe and Market. And Moan, what's up? Man, a lot. I a know. Lot. <laughs> a lot. Uh, a little bit of everything, man. Uh, life, football, kids, life, football. The AFC is a blunder. We are going to get into some of uh, life being uh, excessively busy for Ramon Foster yeah. in the Slice of Life segment here. And we're going to start off today with, what else? Ben Roethlisberger. Mm. Um, we are in all likelihood, by all accounts, uh, heading into the final month of his illustrious NFL career here. And Moan, you know him as well as anyone. Yeah. Um, you know what makes him tick. And all I can share with you from my perspective in, in, in covering him all these years and then keeping a close eye on him these last couple of weeks in particular is he knows it and he's building toward it. Like there's a like there's like a there's like a legacy mindset going on in there right now, isn't there? It it, it has to be, man. We've all enjoyed and embraced what Ben is and, and let's just say if this is it, you know, like I knew uh, 19 was my last one, and I covered it, you know, porch talk. I covered it, conversations with Al. I covered it, conversation with Chooks at my locker. Um, a bunch of, like, things you're like, man, you know, if you watch my eyes real quick, if you could just take snapshots of everything, that's where I yeah. was, like, <laughs> remembering things, appreciating people and stuff like that. So you try not to think of it still because you don't want to minimize the job at hand. But golly, for a guy like him, was 18 years? Yep. Most, This is the 18th, yep. All of his adult life, except for, what, three, four years of college? Like, that's a a, a crap ton of of emotions, a crap ton of just what's next. And y'all know he's probably got a plan if this is it, but everybody's whispering, and, you know, it was a couple of leaks that came out here or there. Um I can only imagine, you know, if if it is, what's his emotions are gonna be like? Um, but for for me to be a part of eleven years of that is, uh, for me to see him bow out, I, I question everything around it. Like, are you sure? Why? Um, Especially when you watch how he's playing in the fourth quarters <laughs> of these games, right? No, and and and. and I mean, we've had that conversation before, you know, like, what if he just did it last year? And I'm just thinking to myself, it'd be an awesome uh, send-off if it, you know what I'm saying, the the last home game, if that's what people have said around that situation. At home, against his home state team, one of his home state teams that had the opportunity to draft him and didn't. And and then you do a, a, a farewell, a send off against them. Like that's still like the ultimate like Ben moment right there. If that does go that way, that's uh, you know I'm trying to picture, and I have been for a while here since his his body language and the things that he's talking about have made it clear that he's coming to the end. Yeah, it's that he. I feel like he hasn't said this, and no one associated with the Steelers has said this. So this is just an observation here. I feel like he sees this as I want to get this team into the playoffs. That's yeah. that's my thing because if you think about Ben's career, it's almost always been associated way more closely mm-hmm. with team success than it's been about 
uh, individual, the, the individual success, even externally. I'm not just talking mm -hmm. about, you know, the perceptions of Ben. What is the first thing you think of? He plays for the Steelers and he wins all the time. Yeah. It, it, and it is right there. You bring that up, man. And uh, hit, playing with him, blocking for him, being his teammate, his friend, I probably um, just I, I judge other quarterbacks a little bit too much based off of what I got from him. The franchise quarterback to me is this. And I, I struggle with this with trying to explain this to my job here in Nashville. When you're the guy, the guy, meaning that quarterback, is supposed to win half the games himself and drag everybody else along with him as far as the game, as far as the season goes. Ben has consistently done that for a long time. And you might not like the process on how he did it, but if you go back to games and watch him operate, and people always appreciate you in hindsight too, but you can, you can really say – Ben probably won a lot of the games himself, like half the games himself on his shoulder or on his legs or, man, truth be told, shouldn't have probably never came back into that Cincinnati game when we played there that one time. Or probably should have never came back uh, in a Browns game until Landry Jones got hurt. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And, and, and he will you to wins. So much so in those moments when he comes back on in, on, in the game and he takes that cape off, and the opposing <laughs> crowd starts booing because they know your daddy's home now. You know what I'm saying? So it's probably an unfair assessment of what a, a, a young guy is supposed to be. But Ben has been that for so long. He's won half the games himself because his numbers say so. And he's pulled everybody else along with him. Mo, and you just described the fourth quarter in Minneapolis. <laughs> you just did. What did he do there? I mean, that wasn't that wasn't even human. And I'm not taking. I understand it's a team effort. Yeah. Guys, guys finally started blocking for him. Najee was running hard. Uh, James Washington was making big catches. Yeah. Chase Claypool for all the other crap that went on made some big catches. <laughs> um, you know, these guys they they were following his lead. Yeah right to the final pass which was actually his best pass of so, the night and you i know are watching it because you're texting me while i'm up there in minneapolis going i need to go to bed they won't let me go to bed <laughs> i know but that's what he does man and and, and true enough ben has need co-stars along the way he, he's needed a Hines, he's needed a Plex, he's needed a Heath, he's needed an offensive line, he's needed a Le'Veon, he's needed an A.B., he's needed a Le'Veon. Like, he's needed all of these people. But when Ben was out there, and you can always put that chess piece in the middle of the, of, of the field and say, let's do work. It was him, man, that, that again, you went in half yourself. And dragging everybody else along with you was probably the, the the biggest thing that Pittsburgh has to have an adjustment to after him. Because look around the league. Like, Derek Carr, solid, okay? Like, there's a few quarterbacks that you're like, man, yeah, they're, go they're, they're good. But, like, watching him do work is something that's been – um legendary i think to me a first ballot type of uh of career um but that's gonna be a big adjustment for a lot of people simply because if he walked into the stadium you knew you had a chance to win well that still applies uh Ramon, for another at least for another four games maybe plus playoffs um you know he he's gonna face some challenges here between tennessee kansas city 
Cleveland and Baltimore yeah. uh, from the defensive standpoint, certainly. But I'm telling you, that thing that he did in Minneapolis, and he's done it at other points, once this offense opens up, once it goes no huddle, and Mike Tomlin hinted very strongly this week that you could see the no huddle earlier. I know. I know what you – I know how you feel about this, but go ahead. <laughs> that, to me, shows – okay, number one, the guy's just a winner. Uh, I had somebody here in Tennessee ask me that. It's like, man, you got to understand, this guy, I don't care if it's shooting – you've seen us in the locker room when it was yeah. open to you guys. Yeah. Uh, um, whether it was shooting basketball in a garbage can, playing shuffleboard on the shuffleboard, when it was a pool table and playing pool on there, it didn't matter what it was. He was going to compete. And, and his expression didn't change, too, when no. he was doing that silly stuff with you, the shuffleboard and all that. Yeah. His expression would stay the same always. And, and then he will let you know he got you. So that's, you know, this week I feel like, you know, the Titans probably have a little bit of a better team this week. I think the edge goes to them. The O-line, the defense is playing better than the Steelers' defense right now. Um, Everyone is, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) The run games, it's probably got to go to the Titans a little bit more than the Steelers Mm -hmm. because it's just been a struggle a little bit. But the X factor, no matter what you think of his arm, his movement, or whatever else around him, if he's comfortable enough in that no huddle that you speak of, it is a long day for defense because we've seen him just – Ginsu people just to death, like a death by a thousand cuts when he's in no huddle. Now you tell me I'm lying. Like I'm not, that's what we I'm saw. Not. That's what we saw in, in Minnesota. Like, yeah. like do work. I'm almost looking at it like Canada. Just stop. Let him let him go. Just leave him alone. Look, leave like, him alone. If you gotta settle in, settle in. But let him do work because he's gonna make sure the OL is in a good spot. He know where he wants his receivers to be at. Let him ride. When we come back on the Ramon Foster show, no one's going to be able to break down Steelers versus Titans quite like this guy. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster show. And it is Steelers versus Titans here in Pittsburgh this weekend, uh, Sunday specifically at 1.02 PM at Heinz field. And Moan, the matchup is a, it's hard to, to look because it's, easier obviously when both teams are fully healthy and when oh, you, yeah. you, you at least know what to look at if derrick henry's out there for tennessee all right you know what the game's going to be about and you're talking about this or that or robert spillane's big tackle on him back in nashville a couple of years ago the sound is still echoing across oh. the river into downtown nashville from that oh. but this is not that is it this is there's a whole lot of variables it is. There's a whole lot that goes into it. I'll just start with what you said, the run game. Pittsburgh's run game has, you know, been sputtering a little bit. I yes. guess it's got a little water in the gas is what they got going on right now. It's sputtering a little bit. They need some premium. It's not there. Same goes for the Titans, too. Um, one thing that I, I was, you know, talking about down here is, you know, they had over 200 yards, almost 300 yards rushing against the Patriots. But, you know, the Patriots, like I know, they'll allow you to do one they thing. They let you have it, yeah. And and um they hadn't they played the Jacks last week and they had a, a, a little bit of a struggle getting the run game started too. Um defensively for the the Steelers. I mean, there's been kind of porous against the run defense, though, but I got a feeling that'll come back and tighten up. Um for the Tennessee Titans, you look at their defense, their run defense, they got some big boys up the middle with with Danico Autry, Jeffrey Simmons, um, and then they got their rush also in the passing game. Bud is probably going to be elevated from Bud's playing. 
<laughs> Let's be real. He's going to play this game. They showed, by the way, they showed a um, uh, the, the Titans sent out a video clip today. You saw it? What were they doing? Okay, for anybody who didn't see it, the, the Titans were playing Wiz Khalifa's black and yellow yeah. during the warm-ups, okay? During their own warm-ups and stretches and stuff. The Steelers play music during stretches, too. And Bud stands up Ramon style. In the stretches, this is the stuff that you used to do. Stand up and and makes his presence felt because he knew what was going on. They're, le- yeah. they're letting Bud know this is your Bud is absolutely playing. He, and not only him, but Ola. Yeah, Ola Danny. He's I been a stud. I think yeah. he may even be first or second in Pro Bowl voting right now for special teams. So he's been killing it, man. Um, Bud is going to be rushing. Um, that old line of ours, I love our guys, but they've had a little bit of trouble, um, you know, as far as protecting Ben. Yeah, and, and, and guys like Simmons, and, and the, I mean, that you, that's where you're talking about feasting. You know? Simmons and Cam are yeah, one and, and another. They it's, will, anybody who doesn't know about Jeffrey Simmons, uh, you, you will after Sunday. <laughs> you will. I, I'll tell you this, last year when the guys played them, when, when my guys played them last year here in Nashville, I'm talking to them after the game, and all they just kept talking about was 98, 98, 98. Yeah, he's, he's something. He, he's yeah. Cam's mold, man. And, and and Ben has talked about him as well, and, and as has Mike Tomlin just this week. You know, it, it's a it's still it's such a difficult matchup, though. It is because you want to you want to you want to simplify things, but at the same time, even from an intangible standpoint, yeah. And you can speak to this uh, obviously really well. Uh, the Titans can win; they yeah. can get they can get into the playoffs with a Tennessee win here in 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 Pittsburgh and an Indianapolis loss. Yeah. So they're going to have their ears pinned back every bit as much as Pittsburgh will. Oh, 100%. Again, these teams are very like-minded. Coach Rabel and Coach Tomlin, a lot alike. I mean, just look at uh, the safety position for the Titans and the Steelers. Kevin Byer, Mika Fitzpatrick, a lot alike. Uh, Again, I mentioned mentioned Cam and Jeff Simmons, a lot alike. But then you got um, a guy like Bud and TJ that's played together. Also, on the other side, you got a guy like Harold Landry that's killing it also. So they're sneaky rush guys as far as Alex Highsmith and um, yeah. Harold Landry. But then you know the known suspects of friggin' Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt. Like, there's a whole lot of similarities, man. And uh, this matchup is probably going to just be a, a all-out. It might feel like, honestly, Pittsburgh-Baltimore. Well, I, I think so, too. But uh, I'm going to throw one component into this. I believe – after the embarrassment, and that's not too strong of a term, when Joe Green's cutting you up publicly, yeah, when me, no. you saw that, when me yeah. and Joe is cutting you up and saying he's never felt sadder watching a Steelers game than what he saw the first half mm-hmm. in Minneapolis, he's talking about the run defense. Um, when you're getting gashed, Taurus, gashed, and and you have to adjust to that. You have no choice. Mm-hmm. There's every coordinator at every level of football is going to say, you know what? I don't care if I have to put 12 guys yeah. on this line. I am not letting you run. I have a feeling they're going to let Minka and Terrell Edmonds just say to the Titans, you know what? Go ahead and try to throw. Go <laughs> ahead. But we're not letting your guys no. run. We're not letting you run. 
You know, and and the other side of it is having Cam Sutton being able to hold his own on the uh, on the back end too, and even not only that, but the the linebackers has got to play in coverage too if they do drop back. Think about the Titans; they they use the run instead of the play action. Well, their main play action guy has been AJ Brown; he's out. But let's not forget Julio Jones is still over there too. If if you have and and I got to give credit to Nick Westbrook Aquina, who's emerged this year as a young guy that can get down the field. So. This matchup, I think, like you said, goes to stopping the Titans' run. Goes to say, not this week, but the back end's got to be on top of it where that opportunity presents itself. The, the Steelers have their have their hands full, legitimately do. And I, and I say this, the 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 guard center guard of Pittsburgh has a tall task. Uh, Danico Autry, he's he goes. Moan, say what you want to say here. <laughs> yeah, he goes. Like, I mean, Trey these Turner's, guys, these guys could get steamrolled. He he's savvy, and 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 it starts honestly not with Trey. It starts with with Kendrick Green. Yes, yes. Kendrick's got to hold his own. I don't know if he's been overloaded or what, but if he doesn't, I'm telling you right now, we will be in a in a team meeting, and uh, Coach Saxon used to you know do our scouting report. And he will put a guy up there and say, this is our candy bar. Now, the way Kendrick has been playing, everybody's going to want to bite out of the candy bar if he don't get his mind right. So whatever he has to shake, he has to this week starting. Because every game for the Steelers moving forward is a playoff-implicated game. They got to be on top of it. And if teams see that they can pick on him to break down that pocket to get to Ben, it's going to be a long day. And, yes, I know he's a rookie. But Doesn't matter. <laughs> so was a guy in front of him at one point in time, too. Yeah, you put on that five three, you get a Hall of Fame quarterback behind you. There's a level to what you need to get done, and it honestly starts with him. They're going to attack the middle of this offensive line for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's a known fact here in Nashville. Break down the middle of that offensive line and get to Ben, and then you got Bud, who's back home in Pittsburgh, looking for a sack. Or you got a guy like Harold Landry, who's already in double digit sacks, who's in a contract here. You better get your mind right. Oh. Un- they're gonna be coming. That's for sure. Yeah. What do you got? It sounds like you. It sounds like you. You feel. You feel the Tennessee is gonna pull this out. I, I really don't know because the, the, we we talked about this a second ago earlier. If Ben can get to no huddle and control this game, then it's, it means a different story. If that defense can get one or two stops and that crowd gets going, then it leans in Pittsburgh's favor. But if that front that that trio of Offensive line for Pittsburgh gets broken down, then it could be a long day for the boys in black and gold. I hear you. I hear you. When we come back, Slice of Life with Ramon Foster. Welcome back. It's time for a Slice of Life with Ramon. And, Moan, take this in the kindest spirit in which it's intended. You are way too nice. You like you're one of those people, and I saw you know, when you were playing too. You were the same way. Not no, not on the field. Definitely not on the field. Now I asked the Bengals for confirmation on that. But you're the kind of guy that's going to say yes to everybody. Oh, and that's that's kind of where the Ramon life has hit here because you've taken on like 500 things of late haven't yeah. you I have man and and that's because I try to maximize every opportunity I get in life man I, I legitimately do whether it's with my friends whether it's with my wife and kids my, my my family I try to maximize that and saying no for me sometimes almost feels like I let somebody down so because of that I struggle with trying to I'm a, I'm a second child I'm a middle child 
uh, my, my mentality is to please, <laughs> is to look for acceptance. You know, we're That's talking so about good. the psychology of it. Uh-huh. You know, like I, if if there is a family get together, I'm the one that's doing the getting together because I like to bring people together and I like to see people smile and have a good time. I'm telling anybody, if you're around me, I'm going to laugh. I might be obnoxious in my laugh. I'm, I'm, it's so many pictures out there with me with my mouth wide open laughing and joking because I like for my people to have a good time. And I feel like if you ask me to do something, I'm incorporated in your plans or you ask me to be a part of your plans, then it's important to you. So I want to make it important to me because I want to please you too. You know, like so that's me. So yeah, I do have a hard time saying no to So stuff. you are currently doing for anyone who doesn't <laughs> know at, uh, at ridiculously early in the day daily show in Nashville yeah. is every morning at four 30, right around when I'm going to bed, yeah. I see Ramon sending out the happy rise and shine. early risers, baby. early risers. And then you're also doing stuff involving high schools. Yeah. Calling, I, calling games. Uh, calling games is what I've, I've picked up also because apparently they think I'm good at this stuff. No. Uh, so I've, I've called some high school games. I did the state championship game. Uh, I got a feeling I, I won Mr. Football here in the state. So I'm probably going to get incorporated with that. Mind you, my role is growing a little bit more with uh, the Titans as far as their plans for Titans radio for what they want me to do in the future. Um, mind you, and also my kids, um, the thing There's about that too. Yeah. My kids <laughs> schedule is they go, they start school at seven 30, So they get out earlier too. So when I get off the air at 10 o'clock central, I got about three hours to get what I got to get done before they actually come home too. Cause they get out at two 25. So from two 25, the, my oldest is now doing basketball. He's playing JV and varsity basketball on top of having baseball still, too. And my youngest has uh, basketball going on and baseball training, too. So I'm like full slated and I just I'll get overwhelmed because I like to help people out. If I got it, you can get it, you know, and I, even with my career, I'll, I'll tell my uh I tell my, my family, and this is true, it's probably how you feel too. Would you have kids and a wife and family and stuff? And I tell them, like, this house, the money, the, the career wasn't for me, it was for y'all, because I want to make sure that y'all were good. You know, so that's been my mentality. The the um the friendships I created in Pittsburgh created a whole lot of just life lessons. You know, one thing I always pivot back to is the passing of my mom and how Alejandro helped me kind of move forward with that as far as what life is. Um, and it's also I appreciate my friends and family a whole lot more because one of the things that we have all talked about, me, Al, Pounce, Dave, uh, specifically in Guild, too, is that, um, you know, your quality of your retirement comes to your friends. It's coming on here and laughing with you. Um, it's, it's, you know, joking like crazy in a group chat or having random FaceTimes or hanging out with my brothers, because if you got good people around you. That's life. That's happiness. That's a good time. So if I can help deliver somebody a good time, whether it's you or whether it's, you know, doing stuff with Titans Radio or a Titans podcast here or somebody in Pittsburgh asks me to do a podcast, I'm more than likely going to do it because I'm not above anybody. If you feel privy enough to ask me to do something for you, I'm probably going to lean in and do it. No, that's 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 outstanding. It's exactly what I expected and more. Uh, you. Yeah, see, I, I I told you this a couple of weeks ago too. It was private, but I was like, I said, uh, 
I said, I, I, I have one of you in the house here, you know, with my wife. And she's like way too nice to everybody. It's like, <laughs> and everybody asks her stuff as a result. Because yeah. you're, you're the guy that somebody, like, I think you were telling me, somebody wants to borrow the, the flatbed. Yeah. Oh, uh, hey, Ramon's got one of those. Yeah. It, it, you know, so it's uh, this year alone, um, like, and this is not saying anything, but like, I've, people have asked me to borrow my truck and my cars. I'm like, yeah, sure, you got it. You know what I'm saying? Just because, yeah. <laughs> look, people just deal with different situations. Like, yeah, I don't care. It's a car. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's insured. You got insurance. Borrow it. It doesn't matter to me. Or if it's, I don't, I don't know, DK. I'm, I'm just like, like I'm a second child, man. <laughs> I look for acceptance. I, uh, I want to make sure everybody's pleased. But that also gets me. Like uh, I told you before we got on here, I had, uh, I had to take a nap because I went to a dinner late last night. Um, really cool spot. But uh, I'll find myself just going all the time, and that's what happened. I pretty, I ain't gonna say I crashed out, but I was just like. All right, I needed a break. That's where yeah. the Ramon show went to. I was just like, I need a break. Like, yeah. I got to zone in on one thing, and it's hard for me to just say no, like, stop. And I've always dealt with that, DK. No, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're always here for you. We, yeah. uh, and uh, I'd be remiss if we made it through this entire show if I didn't ask you about Chase Claypool because I, I watched you and your maturity here, and it reminds me of the, you know, the, the other extreme to that mm-hmm. and you know in all seriousness i'm not here to, to cut up on him any more than right. i already have um but how how would this get handled you know, know. How, how would you how would you handle it or would you or would you just leave it to the coaches no, or whatever i would one thing for sure i've always tried to befriend all my teammates you know what i'm saying like i, I want to have that relationship with them. you can joke on me i can joke on you we can talk to each other yeah. so i'd have probably had a relationship with them and just let them know this number one and it's the same thing i've probably told other guys in that position too um that he's in who gets the spotlight who's on their way martavis yeah. ryan for for instance. perfect okay man take advantage of the game don't let it take advantage of you. Whether I don't care if you become a rapper, I don't care if you become a fashion model outside of the game, I don't care if you whatever you go on TV shows, none of that. But respect what got you here. Respect the game. Meaning the reason you know about this person, player X or Martavis or or Chase Claypool, is because of what you did on that field. Yes. What you did on that field is the reason people love you. Let's not forget that. So respect the field. Um, yeah, you messed up and it's cool, but you're world-class athlete like Martavis. You are a freak of an athlete. You've made plays already in your career. If you take care of this first, get to the second contract before you, you crash out Start and do doing something. This. You know, yeah. like yeah. And, and at all times, at all times, respect the game. And I'm not saying that he doesn't respect it. But have awareness of situations like Trey Turner did on that one particular play. Own up to your mistakes if it's on you. Like, you know why Trey came over there. Trey came over there because he understood the awareness of what was happening. We ain't got time for that, Chase. Run over here with that ball and spot it. That was set it down, man. He's looking around for a ref after the first down. Again, we're not going to, no, we don't need to revisit the whole thing. But I would have told him, look, everybody messes up, but remember why you're here. You're here to provide for yourself, provide for this team, and respect the game. 
That's what it's all about, man. Look, the, the you go make a play, people are gonna forget about the first down. Let's be real about it. He makes a a, a, a end zone touchdown with 20 seconds left and wins the game. I mean, that moment we'll we'll forget about that moment. So everybody messes up. Heck, I've messed up before on the field too. Um, and, and I'd have just told him, just keep pushing forward and use that motivation that all the negativity that's come his way. And be a better pro from here on out. And also not not just him personally, but pull a young guy with you from here on out. If you hmm. see a young guy next year, teach him to be better than where you were. That's right. why I always be that guy. Yeah. BJ and Chris Hubbard and, and just the way me and Marquise linked up together. I don't care if it was Mike Adams that tackle. I was gonna try to teach them something. To, so that they can be pros down the line. You know, Chooks and I, he texts me uh, this past, I text him just to check on him too, but he was just like, dog, if you're coming up to Pittsburgh, we you got to come to my house. Why would a young guy want me to come to his? Because I've taught him some stuff about what the game is. Just stay down, stay ready. And I, I feel like that's what Chase has got to do moving forward to other people behind him and for himself. Outstanding as ever. We're going to talk about Pittsburgh versus Tennessee in the aftermath next week. Moan, I appreciate uh, appreciate uh, everything about you. Uh, I appreciate you. And it's uh, it, it's uh, it's going to be a fun weekend. It is. Let's say that it's it's going to be a fun fun weekend. Um, I'm my own approach to these final four games is going to be very Ben centric. Oh yeah. Um, I, I feel like we're watching, you know, the conclusion of something that's that's pretty special. And it's going to be more on him than it is on the team. And, and I feel like that's just about right. It right is. Now, and, you know, one way or another, uh, I try to I'll, I'll, if if for anything happens, regardless, I'll be there January 3rd. I have to. Oh, I have no doubt. Chooks has a place for you. He told me I need to stop by his house. <laughs> Chooks is so much cooler than people know, by the way. He is, man. I know he's gone through it a little, but that whole OL, we uh, it's that. all together. Yeah, he's actually uh. been he, he's actually graded out pretty well most games. So, <sighs> all right, Moan, let's do it again. Absolutely.